Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. It's time to cast off on a new adventure. This is Real Adventures with Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Hadgood. Hello and welcome to Real Adventures. From wherever you are listening around the country, you can follow us on Facebook, our Real Adventures Facebook page, to join in the conversation. A man that knows just about more than... More fishing than just about anyone else in the country is Aaron Habgood. Good morning, Redmond. Morning, Patrick. Uh, I, just, I wish I knew how to fix the weather. It's been a bit of a challenge, hasn't it, this <laughs> How week? bad has it been? It's been... I've I've spoken to a lot of people now. Our good friend, old Tony. Old Tony, Patrick. Uh, whiting fisherman. Catches more whiting than anyone else. <laughs> yep. He... Has never reckons he's never seen weather like this in December, and he's been around for a, I won't say his age, but a period of time. But the weather has been out of control, and it's been incredible to see. Mount Hotham had about oh. seven or eight inches of snow. Yeah, and Portfolio Bay had four. <laughs> I've actually really enjoyed it because it's been our what? first full week of training back, and compared to uh, training at Adelaide early on when I was there, I remember starting a season where we had. Um, I think it was 15 days straight above 35 to start our pre-season training. Whereas we started the other day, I was wearing skins. <laughs> so no skins things even do anything? Well, they keep you warm. <laughs> um, so it has, it's been good if you've been pre-season training and running our butts Or off. if you fly kites. It's, or if yeah, you're a windsurfer. It's been unreal. But a little more challenging for you. But you have been. You have been targeting the whiting this week and it's been a bit of a challenge because you've been trying to dodge the wind, but there's still good fish to be caught. I'll admit, I'm, I'm, something's missing between the ears because I've been fishing at the end of the week because it's been windy and cold, but the whiting fishing, there's nothing else I can really do other than the whiting fishing. I was going to land bait snapper fish during the week, but I ended up changing plans, but the land bait snapper this week, because of those winds, you've seen the fish they're catching on social media, Pat, they, the snapper they're getting at six plus kilo, eight kilos, monster snapper. So that's good to see some land bait snapper fishing, but, for me, oh, it's been painful. But you know what I've been doing during the week? Go on. I've been cooking. I do like my cooking. I made homemade pies. I made Mexican food. Uh, I've made, you name it, I've pretty much made it. And with, Sam's been in Melbourne too, so Sam hasn't even been over to help me. It's been Sam, a good one, yeah, good mate. Yeah, Bring but I've just been uh, chipping away in the, in the uh, oven. And you know what else I've been doing for the last few months? Well, just over a month now. I've been keeping fit, Pat. Uh, I did hear. I've been this. keeping real fit. This made my day when you said it to me. <laughs> I've just to put it. I let myself go the last three years since I stopped footy, and you have been. I'm not yep. overweight. But I'm just not. You've fit. got a bit of a pot belly. You've had a bit of a pot yeah, belly. I'm, so I've been trying to get back into shape, and I was down the oval on Monday night walking the three meter, the dog, and the uh, 
I went for a run to do some shuttle runs after a bit of a warm-up and I think someone shot me from the grandstand at uh, Ocean Grove Oval because, oh my God, I've done me quad and I've done myself a mischief. I've literally hurt myself so bad that you cacked your ducks laughing at me because... I thought it it just shows your age. You said you've never had a soft tissue injury before, apart from obviously the... uh, I hadn't. Apart from your heart. That's soft all the time, so... That's a muscle. Uh, But it just shows your age. So you've just got to be... As you get older, you've got to be a bit more careful. But you've gone off the... You haven't been drinking. No, I've been very good. Not that I drank bad in the first place, but I haven't been drinking. I like to have a social drink when I'm pretty social at my house. A lot of dinners, and I like to have my red wine or my uh, my Carlton Draft or something. But, yeah, I've been off everything. Or not off, just moderate. Moderation. Yeah, been very good. Hey, Redmond, uh, there's been six new fads deployed off Metro Perth as yes. a part of our... They've got a three-year statewide uh, fad, fad network trial. Wreckfish West have said the fad deployment is perfectly uh, timed to coincide with this run of warm water they're getting in the West. Dolphin fish, uh, tuna, wahoo and billfish. My question for you is, as they, as they run that out, and we spoke a few weeks back around the fads that are being... Um, you know, dropped off and um, that'll kick into gear over the next few weeks around sort of areas in the lawn yep, yep. and work their way right up um, the Victorian coast and obviously the New South Wales coast. When is the best time to start fishing these fads? How long do we need to give the fads to, to kick into gear and the fish to be attracted to them for us to start fishing it? I actually had a good question during the week about um, about about Port Phillip Bay and putting uh, the reef into the into port whether it's someone sinks on it I shouldn't say but if whether someone sinks a boat or drops trolleys down or, or if fisheries put in an artificial and how long it takes for fish to find this area i'll just make sure that uh real adventures does not support <laughs> we don't anyone. condone that Drop. but i'm talking about <laughs> people people are often ask basically just about how long, uh, how long? Yep. and it's a good question with the fads now Remember, do you remember about 12 months ago, we were speaking to Mark LaCrae about the fads out of Perth? Yep. And then within a couple of weeks, the fads had, I think it was 20-odd species. They've they possibly more congregate. So I think it depends on the ocean current and what finds it. So if it's up to whalings near it, obviously the bait's going to be holding up there, which is going to cause your pelagic fish to hold. So... once, And how I explained it was once something's trained to find it, so for Port Phillip Bay... If you find something, a structure on the ground, and the snapper know where it is, they're quite often going to come back to that. Yep. Whether they're this big, 20, 20 centimetres, right through to a five, six kilo fish. So I think it's about training the fish to do it. I really do, because I'd love to tag fish on certain dumps, because I reckon at some points they'd have to go back to that same area because they know where structure is, and structure holds life and bait. So for me, those, those fads... Those crustaceans. It starts you know, from the tiniest yep. little things right through. That ex- exactly, and... I'm tipping the waters that you've just spoke out there. They get they're very nutritious waters. They're going to have a lot of, a lot, they're going to have everything in it basically. Yep. As long as the quality of water there with an upwelling bit of water, it's going to hold fish. And I'm going to I'm going to say not too long. Where a place, uh, at the front of your joint, like lawn, um, what was the other one? Aries Inlet area. Yep. They're going to put the the fads. It's probably not as going to be as productive as what it is going to be in an ocean current with pelagics coming through. Yep, it's going it's, to take a bit more time. Going, yeah, it needs to start to grow growth. And the deeper something is, uh, which these fads are going to be on top, but I'm going to use the artificials out of Torquay for an example, growth needs to start happening on them. And the yep. deeper it is, the longer it takes for the light to promote growth. Yep. So it also comes back to the depth that everything's going to be in as well. And once the growth starts, it obviously holds... Everything starts from that bit of seaweed right through any bacteria that sits around it right through to kingfish. So 
as long as soon as it starts to grow, uh, basically you're going to see you're going to see all things start to contigrate there, whether it's Portfolio Bay or out wide of Perth. I've said to you, I need uh, two crayfish in time for <laughs> Christmas. The other thing that's starting to kick into gear, well, hasn't really kicked in gear. They're, they're still always there, but as that water warms up, people are more interested in doing it. Are uh, the scallops? Yeah. So the craze and the scallops, Redmond. Don't go anywhere because uh, on Red's review this week, we're gonna I'm going to talk about dive gear and how to get involved in it, and a bit of basically what you need and, and a bit of price for it. So. Stay tuned. In a, in a short time, there'll be Red's review covering all that. But crayfish and scallops have gone uh, missing this year, it's safe to say, and it's to do with the water quality. And and an example for that is I haven't dived this year. This time last year, I had over 30 crays with obviously the group of boys I dived with, but we had lots of crays between us. This year, one of us have had a dive. So it's pretty sad to see that happening because it is my favourite thing to do. Scallops this time of the year is the time to get them. The reason for this is... The water's colder, and before they spawn, they're really big, so they're massive scallops, yep. where later when the water temperature comes up, they're not as big. They're a lot smaller. So now's the time to get in the water and get them. Uh, there's uh, 100 scallops per person is your, is your legal limit. Crayfish is two per person, so you're going to have to chuck on your wetsuit if you want two for Christmas, Patrick. <laughs> but the crayfish, how to find them this year is just, oh, I haven't found any yet, so it's going to be just going off my natural instincts. Find that reefy ground. Don't dive on stuff that's too reefy, though. I don't like the the big reef. Now, the reason for that is the heavier the reef, the more places a crayfish can hide, the harder for you to see. So I'm finding more of your individual reefs and working those reefs rather than working those big, massive ones that can run for, like, the back of Point Lonsdale that are running for five kilometres. They can be anywhere in that pack. Now... Finding those individual reefs, you mark them up on on your unit, and then you hit mark, and you try and work a pattern out so you know where you are diving. And you're gonna every rock, well, probably not every rock, but every reef is possible having good crayfish in it. So work those individual reefs. Don't waste too much time on them. Keep bouncing from reef to reef. If you don't like the ground, you get down on nothing, or you're dropping on the wrong ground. Don't waste your tank. Pull the pin on it. Go back up. Look after your safety dives as well. Are your, your your safety times too? Make sure you do your decompression and stuff properly if you are coming up and down. But trying to find the right ground, you'll work it out, and basically you're going to get yourself some crayfish. No worries. But do you know what else found uh, some ordinary stuff during the week? I wasn't too happy with this report. Go on. A sperm whale. Ah, yes, I did see this. Yeah, it washed it, up. It found it found some food that wasn't food, and this is disgusting to see. A sperm whale has died during the week. And they've found it with well over 100 kilos of nets, ropes, bags, plastics, anything us humans use in its stomach. Yeah. Still, it still pisses me off when I walk along the beach. You, oh, I... You see, um, you know, plastic um, pilchard um, it's packets not hard. and all that sort of crap. Like, if you bring it down, bring it home because we're wrecking... It's it's ironic. We're wrecking the one thing that yeah. we love, yeah, which exactly. is the ocean, the, the different species that are in it. I fish with people that throw stuff in the water and I get stuck into them all the time and I hate it. I And I'm not just saying this because I'm on radio. I nearly say what I want on here. Probably got, real, probably got real adventures that's, in trouble up there for we, boats that's being need, sunk. <laughs> that's why we need Joel to, um, to edit it afterwards. Yeah, but basically... Uh, I hate littering. It's. I was driving the other day down the beach and someone somehow had thrown Maccas. Ocean Grove Maccas isn't even open yet, so I don't know how they did it, but a whole Maccas, obviously they put all their rubbish in and launched it out and it was for about 20 metres along the road. That a massive meal. And I'm thinking, it was probably in the bag as it was and something's torn, torn it apart now, like a crow or whatever. How hard is it to put it in the bin? So it ends up in the water, doesn't it? Yep. Everything you pretty and much when have. You, when you kill a beautiful 
um, whale like that. It just seems such a waste. It is, and yeah, it's horrible to see, and it reflects extremely bad on people like you, yourself, Pat, and myself who are fishermen, and, and it just turns into a category of fishermen dump things. So absolutely, when I'm, yeah. I, don't I, I genuinely don't litter. I had a guy accuse me of throwing something out of the back of my car the other day. He told me I threw. A, I had a message on Salt God. He told me I threw a coffee cup out of my car. Well, you don't drink coffee. I don't drink so. coffee for a start. <laughs> and second of all, it was actually my wax thread that come from a tackle box lid blew open. And it was my wax thread that blew out, which was like, and the whole kit. How much is that? It's gone. It's just throwing money out of the water and he writes a thing uh, into the thing. Uh, I, I didn't even know until I got home, so I was spewing on that. But cod season has opened, Patrick. It has been. Our good mate Barry Sullivan's been, uh, been slaying the cod, caught some ripping fish. And we actually, there's been social media reports, Andrew McGovern a fisherman um, around the Murray region. He caught a 60-centimetre Murray cod, which had been engulfed by a fish well over a metre, which just shows you how aggressive these fish are. So if you're interested in cod fishing, um, the time is to get into it now because there's some great uh, catches happening as we speak. This is Real Adventures. Plenty more to come after the break. The dream boating destinations for Club Marine. Ensure your boat or jet ski with Club Marine. Call or search Club Marine to find out more. Ask for a PDS to see if this insurance is right for you. Welcome back to Real Adventures. It's time for the Social Club. If you've got a question for Aaron or I, make sure you send it into our Real Adventures Facebook page. Redmond, I'm kicking us off. Question one, where do I get the tags for crayfish? That's from Andy. Now, you need to get these, and we talked about the silly blue tags a few years ago, the silly green Green, it's like my old suit. I think we spoke about the other week. <laughs> but if you've missed your beige suit, that was great. If you've missed any uh, any real adventures, you can download us on iTunes on the podcast and listen to me make a fool of myself. But anyway, where do I get the taste for crayfish? Head on to the Vic app, uh, Rock Lobster. Stop laughing at me, the Sorry. Vic Rock Lobster app, and. If you have had tags from the previous years, to be able to order your tags for the coming this season, you need to actually remove what you had ordered or hadn't used from last year. Yep. So log in, report them lost or whatever you want to do. So the old tags won't. No, cover. they will not cover your butt. So you need these silly green tags, silly beige tags, but you need, <laughs> you need these tags to be able to get you uh, to get you crayfish. Next question, Michael. How do you bridle your live baits for Marlon Aaron? Well, we are coming up to marlin season, Patrick, and it's not far away. And I said, I'd like you'll be getting excited. I am excited, but basically, how it's hard, it's going to be hard to put it into perspective. But imagine you got a live slimy mackerel, and what I do is then I get my wax thread, which I spoke about, which blew out of my car. <laughs> my wax thread, and I get I get say around that eight to ten cent. Oh, it's probably about. 18 centimetres in length in total. And what I do is I actually turn that into, I, I join it, it with over. a knot together, double yep. it over and put it into a circle. So it's a loop. And um, now what I'm doing is I half, I just half hitch that onto my uh, 9.0 or 10.0 circle hook. Um, literally grab my, bright, my, my needle, my bridle needle, which is your smaller needle, put it through the nose of the fish and then pull that wax thread through the nose of the fish which at the other end's attached to that hook, like I said, and then attach the attach that with another half hitch on the end, and that way the fish sits probably three or four centimeters from the hook, so it doesn't get tangled up on itself, and it swims very natural. Uh, you can be if you are lazy, and you know the marlin there, or if you are in a hurry and you haven't got live baits ready, you can just quickly whip the hook through the two nose of the of the marlin. You won't get as good of a hookup as you will with the bridling, but that does work as well. Next question is from Molly, Patrick, and it's for you. You spoke about your salter lures for trout uh, last this time last year and sourcing some quality ones. Where can I get them? 
Uh, all your your best major sort of retail outlet outlets should have them. I wouldn't purchase anything other than the Celta brand itself. So it's so, more about the branding. Yeah, I just think they're the, they're the best lures out there. They spin the best, especially if you can. If I fish in the the Otways a fair bit, and the the fish are pretty temperamental. They're pretty picky. Like if it's not spinning properly, they just won't bite. Anyone it. lives out that way you, is pretty temperamental. You might go into <laughs> you might go into different sort of waterways where the fish aren't as picky. But I've certainly found with my experience that. Um, you know they're really finicky with what you use, and as soon as it doesn't start to spin well, and unfortunately now with just what the quality of lures are like, they don't last as as much as and as long as they should, because they're still costing you you know fifteen twenty bucks for a packet, yeah. Um, unless you get them on sale, so all your all your major retailers will have them: anacondas, your travel, uh, your tackle worlds, you know, complete anglers. Um, or you can get them online, but unfortunately, yeah, I've found their quality's come down over the time. Yeah, it has, like like most things, I suppose. But um, they're still the the best in the marketplace that I see. The dream boating destinations for Club Marine. Ensure your boat or jet ski with Club Marine. Call or search Club Marine to find out more. Ask for a PDS to see if this insurance is right for you. And now it's time for our dream boating destinations. Thanks to Club Marine. Insure your boat or jet ski with Club Marine. Call or search Club Marine to find out more. Ask for a PDS to see if this insurance is right for you. Redmond, our dream boating destination today is Wilson's Promontory. Uh, Over 50,000 hectares of national park. It's the southernmost national park on mainland Oz. Um, Rainforest beaches, abundant wildlife. It is one of the most picturesque places you could just about ever, you know, visit. It can be challenging if you're going to venture there in your school holidays because it can get bloody busy. So my advice to, to fishos around there is pick your times because if you're going to, and we went there last year in school holiday period, it was really difficult to sort of, not to enjoy it because it's a beautiful place and it is one of the best fisheries you could just about well, imagine. that's what I was going to Mentioned the kingfish in the next month, coming months. It's a beautiful place to go to, like you said, but the fishing is extraordinary down there. Gummy sharks, mm, kingfish we don't catch down here. Like it's it's just it's yep. just the next level. I don't know why it's only just up the road, but it just holds magnificent kingfish, sharks, you name it. Yeah, and yeah, it's better in a boat, I think, because yeah, obviously yeah. you can get off the mainland. The you islands, don't, you don't. Yeah, you don't deal with the the crowds as much, but certainly it can be busy in the school holiday periods. But um, it's it's one of those locations that you just look at and go, this is just magnificent. And given its its close proximity uh, to Melbourne, it's about 150 odd kilometres yeah, away. Um, you know, it certainly should be on your bucket list. Wilson's Promontory National Park our holiday and dream boating destination for today. Club Marine is Australia's leading provider of insurance for boats and jet skis. And now you can win the dream with Club Marine. Club Marine members have the chance to win a share of over $260,000 in prizes, including a Ram 1500 Laramie pickup truck and a Northbank 600C boat and trailer package. Call or search Club Marine to find out more. Eligibility criteria, terms and conditions apply. Call for a PDS to see if this insurance is right for you. New South Wales permit number LTPS 19 slash 33208. On Real Adventures, it's time to get all aboard for Dometic. Mobile living made easy. Welcome back to Real Adventures. It's time for All Aboard for Dometic. Keep food and drinks chilled with a Dometic CIB 26 insulated cooler bag. Hot off 500 episodes of iFish. Paul Worsling joins us this morning on Real Adventures. Good morning, Paul. 
Good morning, boys. Now I know why I'm so tired. It's because I've done 500 episodes of TV. I was about to say, Patrick, you're showing his age. Jeez, isn't it nicer to him? He has. hasn't aged a day, have you, PW? Oh, my goodness me. When I look back at those first episodes, I actually had a six-pack, boys, and that's very hard to believe. <laughs> 500 episodes, P-Dub, of iFish stretching you know, over that 20-year mark when we talk around um, being on TV and, and different versions of, of the fishing show itself. Um, technology's changed a huge amount, but so's your family. Yeah, look, it has, mate. So this, It's funny, hard to believe when I started iFish and fishing television, Obviously, Christian and I were together because we've been together well over 20 years. But um, a little boy came along, and uh, I'll never forget in his very first episode, he was only three months old. He didn't say a lot, which I was a bit disappointed with. Um, <laughs> but it's been a, a beautiful journey, and I think Christian and I are so lucky to have been able to document his life over the last 12 years. And uh, when I see an old episode, and I just see how cute it was, because you forget just how cute your babies are until you hear them struggling to say words or or saying dada and just grabbing your leg, I think that's probably the greatest thing we'll take away from this journey is having our lives grow up on TV so we've always got them documented. No doubt it's been a um, it's been a, a thoughtful change in terms of the direction of iFish from it being, I suppose, purely entertainment but, but fishing early on to trying to promote families getting outside, spending time outside and getting out of the TV room. Yeah, I was actually speaking to someone earlier and they said they had a five-year-old kid who, whose dad worked in their office and um, he must have been a little delusional because he said I was his hero, which is very cute. And he said, it's amazing how you've been able to take on the new generation and still be applicable to them because after 500 episodes, it would be easy to sort of become old news. And I was really proud of that because that next generation is now growing up with iFish and, and people who are 20 years old, they've never known anything different but having me doing fishing TV on their screen. So that's something that just comes with age and I would have never dreamt that I was going to have a son who would love fishing and be a part of my show. I would have never dreamt that Christy would be such a big part of it. But I think sometimes the best things that happen are the natural evolution. And it's just evolved because we go fishing on our day off. As you boys know, we love fishing. Um, I'm Horton Red all the time saying, where are the fish? So it's important that we just do what we do in our, in our normal life on TV. I don't think TV has to be fake. And I think that's one of the reasons I fish is so popular because it's real. We go fishing, we love it as a family, and I think people really, really resonate with that. Well, that was going to be my next question, is trying to drive kids into fishing. How did you start Jet into... Well, it could have gone the wrong way for you because it is your work, your hobby. Jet could have hated it, and it's obviously turned out where it is now, but how did you get Jet slowly involved into the situation where he is now? And that's obviously catching everything around the world and knowing more species of fish than what the dictionary does. Yeah, it's a bit scary. Don't, don't you just dislike it immensely your kids know more than you? Um, <laughs> Look, that, that was a really interesting one. And Jet and I had this conversation the other day, and we're actually talking about you, Patty. Because I, I reckon if you're a betting man, you'd put $10 on G Dangerfield to win the Brownlow in 27 years. And, <laughs> and, and we joke about this, but there's a greater chance that he'll play AFL footballer than, say, Red's kid or my kid. And Jet said, why is that, Dad? And I said, well, it's just what you're sort of exposed to as a junior. And, and Jet, there's a greater chance Jet was going to grow up and be on fishing TV because his dad is into it. So... I think kids, if they're lucky enough to be exposed to something that they really enjoy, if that enjoyment is there, that'll then get them to that next level where they can possibly become good at something and make it a career. My dad's a builder. Two of my brothers are builders. I went the other way. So we were really, really, really focused with Jet on making fishing fun and always making it about him in a way. So it wasn't about dad catching 20 snapper. It was about if he was getting a bit cranky or had enough. He was two years old. You had to take him in. And I'll never, ever forget the day. It was so funny. 
high. My mate Casey Stone was down for the Grand Prix and I took him out snapper fishing. And we caught about six snapper in two minutes. And Jet caught a five kilo fish and Casey was only four. And Jet didn't understand about being uh, humble. He goes, Casey, mine's way bigger than yours. Look, mine's bigger than yours. <laughs> just absolutely pasted him. And Casey's having a ball. And then Jet goes, Dad, can we go catch toadfish? I said, what? <laughs> and the day before, he'd seen toadfish swimming in the shallows. And he was fascinated. So we left a hot snapper bite to go and try and catch toadfish because that's what Jet wanted to do. And I knew it was important for him to do things that were fun. Now, if you would have told me I'd do that 20 years ago, I would have hit you. Like, that's just stupid. <laughs> but when it's your kids, you and it's just all you want to do is have fun. And you know how hard it is to catch a toadfish on a four-o hook and a pilchard when you're really trying? <laughs> <laughs> You come whiting fishing with me, Jed. I'll take you to <laughs> You'll get, get you some toadfish. So basically, what you were trying, what you were trying to say then, Paul, is basically your kid will often take after what's in front of him. So there's a chance that my uh, my kid's going to have a mouse brown beard. Mate, your your kid's probably just going to be on the dollar sitting out the front of the center. That's not nice. That's uh, so so hurtful. But true, <laughs> Pete. Uh, apart from. Um, Fishing in Mission Beach uh, and watching me catch giant uh, GTs. You didn't even catch your, it. It was an accident, Pat. <laughs> your favourite episode in 500. I know, extremely difficult to narrow it down. Squid fishing with Aaron. <laughs> but what would you say your, your prize catch? Because one of the biggest challenges, and you know better than anyone else, but is is catching the fish, but actually when the cameras are rolling. Yeah, look, that's always a hard one. Like, this is the hardest question of all. It's like saying, which is your favourite kid? You just love them all so much and you can't differentiate. But there's a few that come to mind. And um, one, of course, is that incredible tuna that I caught years ago. This is apart from the episode I did with you, Danger, and you, Red. That's number one. Oh, two. thanks. Can't, can't split them. <laughs> that big tuna was epic because it was a seven-day round trip from my front door. We had one bite in seven days. I sat in the chair 40 miles offshore for 37 hours, never looked like catching a fish. Then we changed it up. We really thought about our fishing. And all of a sudden, we got the bite from this monster. We dragged it on board, and it was just like I can't even I can't even begin to explain the elation and and just the excitement. And for for a week, that was the the most famous fish in the world. It was on CNN. It was, I did live crosses from Singapore about this. It was just crazy, and that that was easy to get swept up in, and it felt pretty cool. Um, but another episode I did, which people probably didn't even notice, I, I go to the Cook Islands a lot, and there's a guy there called E2 Davy who's a local. Him and his family used to net the bonefish there. They were wrecked. They were literally wiping them out, and he become an environmentalist, so to speak. But he said, if I become a bone fishing guide, and we release the fish, then there'll be bone fish for my kids. And he's now one of the best bone fish guides in the world. The entire Atataki Lagoon is net free. The bone fish have come back, and it's going to be a sanctuary that people can actually enjoy. Because um, no point preserving something forever if people can't enjoy it. So what he did there, we went and filmed the doco on his family, and that's probably one of my proudest moments because I feel like we made a difference. But Mate, in 500 episodes, for me, it's all been about the people I've got to meet, the places I've gone. Like, Pat, we bump into each other. I say, let's go fishing. And then next thing, we're mates and we talk all the time and, and you get these experiences. And I think that is the beautiful thing about fishing. It, it gives you an opportunity to talk to someone who you might not normally bump into in your normal life. And then all of a sudden, you become friends. And at the end of the day, um, if you've got good relationships with people, that's really what life's all about. You still love it in terms of that enthusiasm for getting up early when the weather's terrible, but you know you've got to punch out episodes because there's a deadline to be to be gotten. It definitely takes the the uh, cream off the cake sometimes because everything becomes a job. Um, just like 
I try to explain to Jet, the minute you get paid to do something, it's work. And there will always be times in your working life when things aren't perfect. There's politics, uh, the weather can turn bad, and you know, the fish might, someone might let you down. Someone might genuinely not be nice to you. That's the way life works. But at the end of the day, no matter how bad a day I'm having, if the fish aren't biting, if the dollars are just flipping out the door when we're out there and we can't catch a fish, I always just take a big, deep breath and remember how hard my dad works seven days a week milking cows, um, going on the job site at 6 a.m., lifting heavy timber all day, never had a holiday his whole life that I could remember. And you go, you know what? If I don't catch a fish today, that ain't so bad. Well, another aspect to your job is obviously travel, and I know how family-orientated you are. Being away, people think your job's just catching fish, which it, a lot of it is, but you're also away from Christian Jet for half a year sometimes like you're away a hell of a lot like a lot more than even pat and pat travels a lot how's the struggle with that as in traveling because people think you like i said the best job in the world but you go weeks and weeks without seeing um jet and christy yeah look we've got a philosophy we never try to do more than a couple of weeks because we reckon that's just relationship ending but it has happened at times i think the worst month ever christy met at the airport and I gave him my bags and I got different bags and then flew to New Zealand and that was our meeting in two weeks. It was horrible. But um, and look, they deserve a medal because they put up they put up with everything. Like it's hard when someone's leaving all the time and coming back and they're trying to have a normal life and you're in and you're out. But again, travel sucks. People say they like to travel. I disagree. Yep. I like being there. The travelling bit is the worst. I like being there and then I like being home. But if I could teleport, that would be the future. Um <laughs> Yeah, look, I, I can tell you right now I've, I've gone to certain destinations and I might have even shed a tear when it's just me by myself at night trying to go to sleep and you miss your family. But again, I've got friends who work at the bank. They leave at 6 in the morning for work. They get back at 7 at night. Their kids are in bed when they leave. Their kids are in bed when they get home. They don't see their kids till the weekend and then they've got their other commitments. So when I am home, I drop dead at school. I pick him up from school. We play cricket in the afternoons. We go fishing. So... You've got to look at the big picture, and I reckon we're very good at making the most of the opportunities we get. And as long as you do that, then you'll never have regrets long term. Yep, you've got it well and truly sorted. But on another note, Patrick, this is pretty exciting because I don't get paid to wear any of this. I got sucked in by a few mates of mine, but Real Brand is taking it to the next level, Paul, isn't it? Oh, mate, I'm so excited. We've got a new release of fishing shirts, which is pretty much out now at realbrand.com.au. We did our first range over the last two years, brought out a few different things, and our fishing shirts are awesome. I wear them all the time. But Bomber, our mate who lives up north, he said, we want a better material for them. We're always trying to do things better. So over the last year and a half of development, we've come up with this thing called Tropical. And when you put these new fishing shirts on, it is like, not that I wear silk scarves, boys, let's just clarify that right now, <laughs> but it's like wearing a silk scarf. It is so light. It is ridiculous. I've been lucky enough to have samples for three to four months I wore them up in Cairns recently in some horrific, horrific humidity. They are next level. And the other real brand philosophy is we always want to be at a better price point than what others are doing. So similar shirts are selling for 100 bucks in the marketplace. I don't believe they're as good. These have just come out. They're going to be $79. And they are so light, so cool. It'll change fishing shirts. And the other cool thing is, Pat, your good mate, Quentin Narkle, has done some designs for us that are pretty next level special. Yeah, it is, and th- and that's one of the things that I think we're most proud about, Redmond. Um, Quinton obviously designed the Cat's Guernsey last year, 
um, with the Indigenous round yep. and did a phenomenal job. And then we had a meeting about halfway through the year and I sort of suggested it would be wonderful if we could try and get him on board and, and get him to design us a shirt. And I think everyone straight away just jumped at the opportunity and um, and that's released now. So it's a it's a very much a limited number in terms of stock. So you've got to be, um, you've got to get in early because they'll, they'll disappear disappear pretty quickly but his design how it's um it's integrated sort of giant trevallis barramundi um is is really special so we're really excited to to see that drop aren't we paul yeah every time i've worn that shirt and i've only got one every single person stopped me and said what is the go i don't want to be disrespectful but to me it looks like a modern twist on classic aboriginal art if that makes any sense yep yep it's just electric blue beautiful and the other colours that we've done in the range, we were really keen to get some colours that pop because I take a lot of photographs of fish because I do the TV. It's just nice when you're in a dull environment, everything's sort of grey and black, so you just have that nice pop of colour. And again, ever I've gone with this new green shirt, the maroon shirt, people just said, wow, how good does that look? So I think we're on a winner, boys. It looks really, really good and red. We might even send you one. Oh, I need a new hat. I was just saying to Pat. And also, get rid of those stupid face marks, mask things you sell at Real Brand. They're no good. I can't stand them things. They have changed my <laughs> life, mate. I even wear them to get cricket on a Saturday morning. Oh, so, so, so that I keep. That's only because no one can see you to get photos with you. Well, that, that's an added. They've got to be got to be some smart. And uh, all those shirts are, are UPS fifty rate as well. So you have the shirt on, collar up. Put the sun, the buff on, and you're winning, mate. Get a beard, mate. It's not that hard. Now, mate, I'm 46. I can't grow up with a beard. Leave me alone. Paul, 500 episodes of iFish. Congratulations once again from everyone here at Real Adventures. An incredible effort. No one has come close to that in the Australian fishing environment, certainly from a media perspective. Uh, that was all aboard. Thanks to Dometic. Keep food and drinks chilled with the Dometic CIB 26 insulated cooler bag. It's time for Red's review. Redman, what are you taking us into the weekend for? Well, obviously at the start of the show, we talked a lot about crayfish, and I wanted to... We, we, we forgot about crayfish because it's stupid weather, Patrick. It's been so cold, we haven't been able to dive. But if you are looking to get into diving, I'm going to take you through basically what you need for diving itself, as well as uh, grabbing a couple of crays too. So... I'm going to take you through the gear mainly, uh, starting from your wetsuit. Now, I, I, I'm i a bit of a pussy. I get a bit cold, so I like a wetsuit around that 6 to 7 mil. And you're looking at sort of – and now, I'm not jumping the gun here. I'm not talking about the highest prices or the lowest prices here. This is what I spend, and I'm not using I'm not using the best gear or the worst gear. So this is just your average gear, Pat, right yep. through the lot. So which, you, which most people do. They, yeah, they, most people do they this. They spend in that minimum. Yep. Range, it, middle for, range. For me, I don't need to buy the best gear because I'm not diving down to 40 meters deep. So the wetsuit, seven, six to seven mil, and I'm spending around that 200 to 400 dollars, no more, no less. Your BC, which is your, your your vest, which your tank attaches to, as well as your reg, your regs all attached to as well. Um, or your regs don't attach to that; they attach to your tank, which is attached to obviously your your BC. And your vest is around that. You can. Around that 400 to 1500. Now, the reason I've put such a bracket in there, if you do want to get into some serious diving, and I'm talking diving, uh, I dive for crayfish, shallow water. I don't dive deep. If you want to start doing some serious uh, wreck dives and you're talking deep water, even in the rip 80 meters deep, you need to then allow for dual tanks on your back, and that's where the price starts to add up and the quality of air that you can put through your, put your BC. For me, I'm talking that 400 mark. Now, Remember, you can get combos, but this is individual gear, and you can 
yeah, ridiculous 1500, but that's if you are going to go super serious. But 400 roughly, give or take. Your com- computer and regs. Now, the reason I say computer and regs, your computer is your dive watch, which goes on your hand, which is your watch. You can also get them on your regs, which I'll talk about regs in a minute. But you can get a computer attached to your regs, which will do the same thing as what I'm going to talk about now. Your computer can range. You can get them on special now and online, and you can get them around that 200 to $500. Your dive computer basically tells you how long you can stay in the, um, how long you've been in the water for, when you should slow down to decompress, as well as your surface time. So there's numerous reasons you have a dive computer. It's pure safety, but it has numerous reasons for the safety element to it. So make sure you have a dive watch when you are diving. It will save your life. The next thing is you're going to need is um, some fins or flippers. You can get the twenty dollar ones, which I wouldn't recommend. I'd be spending onwards of a hundred dollars, eighty to one hundred and fifty, yep. uh, because you got to get booties as well. Now, the reason we're going to use booties and not just have those twenty or thirty dollar ones without the toe cover is because you are often cray diving in rocks. You're going to have cut up feet to the stage where you're bleeding bad and it just hurts. I've done it; it hurts. So you want booties, and you're going to get booties for around thirty, forty bucks. And the fins, like I said, just over a hundred, up to. Depends on size. Um, if you're free diving, you'll want bigger fins to get down a bit more power. I just use standard fins because I'm on tanks and I'm just cruising. Yep. Now, tanks are expensive. You're looking at around 400 bucks, give or take again, for new ones. The problem with tanks is you do need to get them uh, tested every single year. And if they do have a slight bit of rust in them, they've got to rumble them and do a few other things, which will cost money. But once you've got them, you've got them. You just got to keep up to date with the testing. So tanks around four hundred. Your regs between four hundred right up to two grand, and that then comes back in to do with your BC on how deep you're going to dive. Reg quality for me, basic reg quality for crayfish. I don't need anything too spectacular. I'm not diving in super amounts, a uh, super deep water, so I'm not too phased on having the best regs. But I do want decent regs. Uh, yeah, decent regs. So you want to spend around that four hundred to six hundred dollars on some decent regs. Dive torch. Can't go past a dive torch. Now, if you're doing those deep dives or even cave dives around the country or around uh, around the world, I guess, you can spend for a decent torch to get awesome photos as well as an awesome... Um, well, those caves, you need the light. You can spend up to $1,600, Pat. Now, that's ridiculous. But a dive torch for me, I like to spend around $250 and I have no drama seeing crayfish with those. Uh, your mask, $100-odd, $100 to $180. That, once again, is up to you, whatever feels good on your face. I've bought them for 120 bucks, and I've also spent 180. At the moment, I've got an 80 dollar pair, and it's the most and it's the comfiest pair I've got. It doesn't fog up on me; it works a treat. So that just works for me. So once again, around that hundred, give or take. Uh, and then obviously, you're down there for a reason. If you're cray diving, you need a catch bag to put the crazy in, as well as your abalone and whatever else you grab. So your catch bag, I'd like a, I, I, I use a decent catch bag. The reason for this is because I want it to last. They drag along the bottom. They copper flogging. So anything from that hundred to hundred and fifty dollars will um will nearly cover you a, a decent catch bag. For more information, information you can head to Adreno. They've got four stores right around the country, and they've got um professionals that do look after the whole situation, whether it's spearfishing, diving, or even just your basic snorkeling. So head into one of their stores. And if you can't, in terms of locations, yep. can you shop online? Yep, jump online. They've got some. They've got an awesome range of gear. They've got some ripping Christmas deals coming out. So head online, check them out, and grab yourself a few crays this summer. That's Red's Review. Plenty more Real Adventures after the break. Red's Tip of the Week for New Age Caravans. Visit your local New Age Caravan dealer today. Welcome back to Real Adventures. A little bit of boating and outdoor news right around the country. Redmond Land Rover 
has released their advanced tow assist. One of the biggest challenges, obviously, whenever you're backing your boat, um, you know, down a boat ramp, as soon as you connect it on, all you hear is beep, 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 yeah, beep. Everyone senses it's an absolute nightmare. So um, they've slightly they've tinkered with uh, with what the they're offering um, people, and you you do pay for it because it's a it's an option that's up to forty eight hundred bucks extra. Um, but the advanced tow assist makes it a whole lot easier for backing your boat down a boat. So what ramp. does it do? It just just assists for you, look. Yeah, it recognizes where your boat is, and and you actually. It doesn't pretend like it's not there and it doesn't inhibit your reversing senses. So it actually helps you helps you back. It pretends yeah. like the, the trailers are basically a part of your car. So yeah, perfect. Um certainly that's one of the biggest challenges. You you just have to let go of all the the technology that you used to without a trailer on, but now with this advanced tow assist, they're claiming that it's gonna make um reversing a whole lot um a whole lot easier. Maritimo, they're changing um, and giving sort of um, purchases a slightly different option when it comes to, to their beautiful and incredible boats. I think they've recognised just the challenge that Riviera posts with, uh, poses with just how fishing-oriented they are. And obviously Maritimo are a beautiful boat but very much aimed um, at a bit more leisurely cruising. So they're offering fisher-friendly sort of design. So it's a different direction um, for them, which is good to see. And there's been a bit of a change in sort of the chartering rules in Australia and Redmond. Ooh. So we're going to see um, probably over the next few years an extra 5,000 sort of foreign-owned super yachts um, as that chartering rule has been slightly relaxed. Don't come down to Victoria because we haven't got a summer. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to see that for recreational angles, what that means for us is just the economic benefits. There'll be more jobs There'd be more sort of money and revenue in the marine industry, but yep. also far more competitive. So as soon as you've got more options for for different chartering op, um, locations and prices um, go down, prices go down yeah. because everyone's in competition with each other. Because we don't have that many within Australia, but what we do see in Australia is a, a stack of different skippers um, because of just how um, how skilled our sort of trades are. So it's good to see. Uh, Redmond, your tip. All thanks to New Age Caravan's big Christmas sale is now on. This is a good tip. I'm pretty happy with this one. Shouldn't be sharing it because it's my tip, but toothpaste, Patrick. Go on. Not only do you use it for your teeth. I was going to say, I think it's essential if you want to have uh, nice jumpers. This segment's brought to you by Colgate. But no, <laughs> this is uh, basically uh, you, uh, you buy a new mask and when you go diving with your new mask, it's like a, I guess there's a film on it. And when you go diving quite often with a new mark, it just fogs up like no tomorrow. You can't see. You try and find crayfish, you can't see crayfish because it's just fog. Now, before you dive, you can buy all this stuff from your dive stores, 20 bucks of this, and it gets rid of you. Don't do that. Use <laughs> use, yeah, use your, your toothpaste from the from the bathroom and scrub it on. And it acts as sort of like a cutters like it does for your tooth. And it takes yep. the film, the first layer of film, off your, uh, off your goggles. So basically, it it's, helps reduce your fogging. Um, so you do this five or six times over before you dive and just dunk it in fresh water, do it again, just keep doing it every couple of days before you dive or even just before you dive, just get that first layer of film off it 
And then when you dive, you're not going to have your fogged up goggles and you'll be able to see everything. And it makes, you're looking at me stunned right now, but it actually does work really, really well. No, I'm backing you in. I actually, I watched someone use uh, toothpaste to catch catfish over in the States. I'd seen it on social media and you can follow Toothpaste to catch catfish? On our Real Adventures Facebook page. But yeah, they, get, they have these, these holes. And so what they do, like they stick their hand down there and Yeah, they grab them. Yeah, them yeah, yeah, yeah. I've so seen that. How to, how to bring the fish up to the surface so you don't, lose your whole arm down the hole. Put a toothbrush on with t- Well, they either toothpaste. put toothpaste or they put Mentos down there and then they put Coke down there. So it all fizzes up and then the fish sort of get, uh, it fizzes, so bubbles. Yeah. And then the uh, the fish are frightened. So what did you say this on? Just on social media. <laughs> In your spare time. Yeah, I follow some random sort of fishing site and... Um, that's it. Nice um, <laughs> there's Red's tip for the day. Red's tip for New Age Caravans. New Age Caravans, big Christmas getaway sale. Visit newagecaravans.com.au. The Flying Gaff, we're actually sending it to our good mate Craig O. This is a good one. He was cleaning up during the week, Red. He had a bit of an issue with a, uh, a fellow cleaner. Well, Craig O, who is my fellow partner in Salt Guide, he was down at the Bo Morris Yacht Squadron. You can just picture that down there, couldn't you, Patrick? I know, just uh, fishing in their polos. Fishing in polo <laughs> fishing shirts. Fishing in polos. Sorry, Craig O. But that's just how he... Craig O was a real estate agent, and I've corrupted him. He's gone from a suit and a beamer down to a, uh, just down to... Bog's gumboots. So he doesn't fish in, uh, in Apollo and chinos <laughs> no, he's, anymore. He's Bog's gumboots and salt guide long sleeve. That's all he's Good, got. Beautiful. And his bald head. But um, basically, he was cleaning his boat after a day out in the snapper, and Port Phillip Bay's mud is horrid. Horrid. It's horrible, Pat. It's swamp mud sometimes. So if you put your anchor down? Yep, and it was left over on his anchor and his bowsprit. And in the cleaning facility, there is, I don't know how it works. I haven't been there too often, but obviously there's a cleaning facility. I didn't and think they'd let you in that sort of, uh, sort I, of environment. They've asked me to do a talk there. And then they see me, but <laughs> no, they um, and then no, I'm not joking. He pulls in, and there's cars, beautiful brand new Hanes, and this and this brand new top of the range Range Rover. And the guy's got his windows undone, and Craig didn't think much of it. He's just he didn't think anything of it, and he's spraying down this mud off the anchor, and he's covered this bloke's complete interior full of portful Bay mud, and it was like that brownie sort of tan colour interior, yeah. and the whole thing stunk. And this guy went. Often him, and Craig just said to him, "Why would you leave your window undone at the thing?" So I'm gaffing the guy to go. The guy who left his window undone, I'm gaffing you. Take your Range Rover down to your <laughs> local, local reek and go fly a creek and go fly fishing. <laughs> oh, I actually I'll pay that gaff. This has been Real Adventures. We're going fishing. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.